0: Deserve presents Insider Investing with Sandeep Jaitwani and Vevhav
1: Purwal. Welcome to this brand new episode of Insider Investing from our very own Deserve HQ. I'm excited to have you back on the Super show. Super excited to be here. And it's exciting times because uh, there's a lot happening in the world of uh, markets. Yeah. Uh, we spoke a few weeks ago about crypto investing and how the crypto crash is impacting people. Who knew then that full-fledged exchanges would go down We heard about Wald locking up its uh, withdrawals. And now people have, I'm told, nearly $400 million stuck there. Yeah, that's a sizable amount. That's a lot lot of money. I mean, that's like almost 3,300 crores. And uh, there's no end in sight. We don't know when money will come back. But what's very interesting for me is the kind of backlash that that generated for some of the financial influencers who were marketing that platform a few months ago. Those videos have more than a few lakh views right and you know one of the things that that stood out for me is how we looked at financial influencers when we were starting up deserve i don't know if you remember like we used to discuss it in late 2020 early 2021 we used to see this instagram reels of people <laughs> blending music with financial concepts and for a moment we found it cute also right mm-hmm. I mean, yeah was, yeah absolutely i mean i i you know for me like the whole awareness thing about financial markets was very interesting. There are a lot of people in India or globally who don't know enough about what to do with their money. Uh, And the initial bit of financial influencers, when they were creating this awareness about what are equities, what is fixed income, that made a lot of sense to be honest. But I think where it sort of slid into advice initially, and then into instrument specific advice, that, has got us all very concerned, right? And if you think about it, uh, and you've given the SEBI portfolio manager's exam, we've given the investment advisory exams, we know how tough those exams are, right? Uh, So first of all, it's hard to get certified. And then you have to give advice individually. So you have to look at everyone's individual risk appetite and then decide what's right for them. But when it comes to some of this Instagram, YouTube financial advice, my concern is the same advice is being marketed to lakhs of investors without too much context about their individual situation right no absolutely and uh,
0: from the regulators standpoint they expect you to have three different criteria fulfill three different criteria first qualification yeah you need to be qualified yeah. you need to have certain academic credentials so you know how difficult it was to get the uh, pms uh, a principal officer uh, certification because you need to have certain qualification you need to have certain experience which is the second filter for the regulators and third you need to be able to provide evidence of your performance all three are extremely important now when you look at influencers okay first is qualification second the kind of information that we are supposed to collect from the investors before we advise them on anything Mm -hmm. so risk profiling is mandatory for us that we need to Understand the specific requirements of the individual investors, their ability to manage risk, their ability to tolerate volatility. Mm -hmm. All these factors, all these criteria are not fulfilled by financial influencers, if I can take the liberty of saying that. Uh, As as I said, it's good to build awareness. Uh, They are great. While... They are building awareness, but the moment they get into the territory of advice, maybe there needs to be a certain stiff uh, regulations around that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and we have discussed the analogy of uh, medicine. Yeah. Uh, that when you go, imagine there was somebody telling you that this is the right medicine for you. Would you take that advice if that person was not a certified doctor, right? And that person was on YouTube telling you, that this is the ideal medication for anybody in this situation. No, absolutely. So, uh, illness
0: as simple as headache can have multiple reasons. You need a specialist to diagnose the reason before prescribing the medicine, right? Similarly in investing also, you can have different investment objectives. You can have different time horizons to invest. And therefore you need an expert who can analyze all those requirements and basis that recommender right instrument or right security
1: one of the defense that was used recently was that i have or as a financial influencer i have also put my money in the same thing and i truly believe that's a very weak defense
0: because you don't have enough information about my requirements
1: my requirements
0: could be very different from your requirements yeah right you and i have worked together your portfolio and my portfolio is still very different
1: correct and i think that's something that really is cause for concern. I hope this is a wake up call for all of us in this ecosystem. Uh, I know China is regulating financial influencers where they've brought guidelines on what they can say and not say and what certifications do they need to have before they can talk about uh, financial markets. And I think that's uh, something that probably I think India or other countries will also emulate. I think the bigger responsibility lies with all of us who are consuming that content. yeah, uh, And because regulation can only solve a certain part of the problem. The real issue lies with us when we look at uh, somebody with few lakhs of followers or few lakhs of views on the video and use that to be high quality gospel advice. yeah, And that's not the right way of thinking about it. But I guess finally we are dealing with people's money. And for me, the framework that I think about when using or Uh, influencers and how should brands use influencers or not use influencers is around what is the level of stakes involved, right? There are low stake activities. For example, where should I go for my holiday? Which restaurant should I eat in? What clothing should I wear? These are low stake activities, and for them, sure, by all means, uh, use influencers uh, and take their advice. But when it comes to high stakes things, health, your money, which can have long term implications on your life, there to use influencers, I think it's a little risky. Influencers do play a role in creating awareness. So sure, yeah. even we use the influencers, collaborations uh, to be able to spread awareness about deserve. That's very different from saying that you should put your money in this particular instrument or this particular asset class. For me, the role stops there. The moment you have created
0: awareness, it's like uh, and all of us have seen government promoted schemes where uh, some of these celebrities like Amitabh Bachchan and all of these guys would come and talk about the merits of using proper hygiene. But that's it. That's where your role stops. After that, which tools to use, which securities to use, which investment options to use is completely up to an expert and an investor's discussion. Yeah. And uh, that's why uh, you see the regulation, all of us are aware of the regulations. There is serious accountability on us to deliver performance and ensure consistency and comply with the regulations.
1: And transparency about how much money we make yeah, uh, and how we make that money. right? Uh, I think as distributors, as portfolio managers, as investment advisors, all of that is very tightly regulated because economics is the end game, end game. <laughs> how you make money uh, will actually define what kind of advice uh, that you give. So I think that's to, to my mind something that we need to think about. and for me, the framework about if something is high stakes, you need an expert to handle it for you. I think that resonates with me a lot. Uh, and potentially the one reason why this whole sort of category of financial influences got created is possibly because there was a lot of investment options in front of uh, investors but honestly
0: okay so and uh, to build on the same uh, analogy of uh, medicines if you go to a chemist shop Right you'll have at least two hundred types of paracetamol itself. Yeah. forget about other medicines, which one to pick your body could be allergic to something some salt you need a doctor and you need an expert to help you through that process and there's uh, in my experience, there are two ways in which people handle choice paralysis either they stop reacting okay or they invest into too many instruments. Both of these are fatal in if you don't do anything, then obviously you are getting into a territory where you're Wealth journey will stop mm-hmm. because you are simply compromising on the quality of returns that you can potentially generate. And if you invest into too many instruments, then the outcome, investment outcome, will be inferior.
1: Correct. And actually, if you just this peeling that onion on the number of choices that we have, right? Uh, we think about, I mean, at last count, there were nearly like eight thousand mutual fund schemes, plans, and options. How many stocks? Like, eight thousand, eight thousand uh, plus mutual
0: fund scheme, five thousand plus stocks. 500 plus uh, fixed deposit options, uh, n number of bonds, so enough number of securities, e- even in uh, something like crypto, which we were talking about. So many different currencies which are there, so many different platforms which are there, so many instruments on top of that currency are there. Yeah. How do you decide? The basic framework, and we have been following it uh, for the longest time, is to understand individual investors' requirement Unfortunately, uh, most of the times, investors are not equipped to handle these decisions or make these decisions because they don't know how to transmit that information of their requirement and convert that into an investment decision mm-hmm. therefore you need an expert who will understand the requirement and find the right instrument and the most suitable instrument for the investor
1: yeah i think it's like the the concept where a deer is faced with a lot of headlights yeah. right he will freeze in the middle of yeah. the road and actually when we speak to a lot of our members and users we realize that the reason that they did not start investing was because they were just overwhelmed with the number of options that were in front of them and what do you do as a result you end up keeping the money in the bank account growing at two two and a half three percent on a net of tax basis and you're losing out on a big opportunity look at the inflation numbers today right your money is degrowing nearly seven to ten percent on a yearly basis in current rates if you don't invest. And the way to get investment started is to somebody to handle that framework for you, right? No, that's, that's the most
0: important thing, understanding the framework. And uh, that's where our role comes in. And we at Deserve have always believed that clients should get the recommended portfolio instead of uh, being bombarded with specific opportunities. So we have created, curated these portfolios, which are designed to achieve specific objectives for the investors. So instead of looking at individual securities or throwing them uh, uh, different ideas uh, their way, it's very important that investors and as advisors, it's our primary responsibility to understand their requirements and curate a solution which works for them.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, it's early days. But the fact is that when we see this, that user is given a portfolio option their likelihood of making a high-quality investment is much higher because you know that somebody else has handled it for you. Uh, And I think eventually what happens is you're acting from either a place of instinct or a place of rationality, right? And where are we acting from? Is it gut or is it uh, my head? Mm-hmm. I think that is, a, again, one of the big dichotomies when it comes to investment decision making. So, so there is there's a,
0: there's a very interesting example. Someone had done a survey of all the mutual fund returns in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Average mutual fund returns in U.S. is 14%. Mm-hmm. Average investor returns is 5%. So the 10% is what you lose because of your gut feeling yeah you, your gut tells you to exit out of a mutual fund your gut tells you to invest into a certain other mutual fund sometimes you want to time the market sometimes you want to change the scheme see the issue with gut feeling is it's not based on data or evidence Mm-hmm. it's based on belief and conjectures
1: and probably yours what you're feeling at that point of yeah time. and external environment
0: your internal situation if you had a bad day at office that yeah. will have some <laughs> yeah. uh, bearing gut feeling so all of these external factors make your gut feeling really subjective yeah. choice, right? There is no objectivity there. Correct. Whereas investing is all about data and evidence. Yeah. If you don't have enough data and evidence to support yeah. that this investment is good for you, you should not make that choice.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, there is this, uh, Tim Urban actually did this uh, interesting post one time about this concept of there's a rational mind and there's an instant gratification monkey. Yeah. Okay, so there is like, and often there's a battle going on in our head between the rational and the, what the monkey wants us to do. And most of the time, it's the monkey that wins, right? So we're also chasing some instant gratification when it comes to our money. Sometimes that gratification is just some emotional outcome that we're getting out of it, the feeling of having made a decision. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's like a flip of
0: a coin, right? You know, you can't control the outcome. Yeah, Nobody can control the outcome. That's where you use your gut feeling. <laughs> yeah, But in investing all of us know that we can manage the
1: outcome we can control the outcome there you use science correct correct no so i think there is a lot to be uh, thought of in how do we construct our portfolios you have uh, a lot of information now being bombarded at you sometimes through social media sometimes it's coming through influencers that in turn is leading to choice paralysis and when you're either faced with that either you don't act or when you act to act on gut and in in the overall situation, therefore, you're left at a point, your op- outcomes are very suboptimal. And, you know, and this is something the core thesis about what we, uh, why we do what we do is about that. we how, If we don't have great outcomes, we are going to get left behind in life. Right? Absolutely. So that's the most important
0: point. And we discussed this. Uh, India's uh, per capita income has grown at 11%. Mm-hmm. So if your investments are earning anything less than that, that means you're falling behind. Correct. And it's important to stay ahead of the curve. And to stay ahead of the curve, you need to use science, you need to use process, you need to use experts.
1: Yeah. And look, I mean, uh, there are a lot of experts out there. We are not, this is not a plug for deserve. But frankly, you need somebody who's full time only doing that one activity, which is managing money. Uh, Most high quality firms have 10 to 15 individuals in the company who are living, breathing, sleeping uh, investments they are spending 40 to 50 hours a week only doing analysis on that one area where they are focused on. For example, there is a specialist on equities, there's a specialist on fixed income. Collectively, we are talking about nearly 4 to 500 hours of weekly work going into figuring out where should your portfolio be. And therefore, to act from a position of random advice or gut instinct is potentially not going to stand up against that research. No, absolutely. And I think uh, I personally believe that
0: most of these uh, things we have discussed in private, and we should bring it out uh, much more and uh, uh, talk about these things far more frequently. And that's, that's, that's what my belief is, if we can share some of these learnings, and some of these thoughts that we
1: have far more often, then that will be useful. I think uh, it's our responsibility as people who've been in the markets and which is exactly why we do insider investing on a monthly basis where we talk about these topics. Hopefully, we'll do more of that in the near future. Yeah, look forward. Thanks for joining in for this very interesting discussion. Watch out for the next one.
0: For more such discussions and expert insights on investing, hit the subscribe button. Thank you.